What's up, Pod Nation? Dane here with Pod DMC. I just did a live stream with my boy George at Gaming Fiends. You can find them on Facebook or YouTube. Check out their channel. But we basically talked about each player need all the all the team needs in the draft and the following players that are probably going to be picked likely in the top 15 16 of the draft so we basically we're going to go through top to bottom you know number one pick till the 16th pick and we're going to kind of figure out like what each team really needs and how what the realistic expectation obviously the team with number one pick usually gets a an amazing talent but usually the team may need a few years to rebuild so we'll kind of see what is the best fit each team every team has basically three or four options so you draft a player that's best available usually they can either trade up or trade down depending who they like or they can possibly use that draft pick and just trade it for a bigger piece so just to start off real easy um, Kate Cunningham number one pick I don't think there's any argument there Detroit you know they're gonna pick the best talent you could argue that possibly Jalen Green could be another shout but Kate Cunningham is honestly the safest like probably the safest player in this draft you know six seven six eight point guard it's pretty pretty different and honestly he's one of the better shooters in this class imagine like Ben Simmons but actually good and he fits along nicely with the young core they have they got Sadiq Bey they got Jaron Grant you know um, Isaiah Stewart and Killian Hayes and they're all basically very recent from last year's draft so I have a very, very young team. There's really no old guys on that team. Jeremy Grant's probably the oldest. And even him, he's below 30. So, like, that team is one for the future. Not saying they're going to be any good, but Cunningham and Killing Hayes will lead that team. Ideally, if Killing Hayes stays for long term, it'll be a fun team to watch in the future. So, no, no arguments there. Let's move on to the Rockets. With number two pick, really... There's a top four, Kate Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. And really, you just pick who fits the best, but talent-wise, you got to go with Jalen Green from the G League Ignite, 6'6 shooting guard. He's a little skinny, but he reminds me a lot of like a DeMar DeRozan, Paul George type of player. He's a shot creator, easily the best shot creator in this class. Um, He's kind of the closer. He's a closer on the team, you know, that will go get your bucket. On the defensive end, it's a little different. You know, he's probably not known for his effort or anything like that, but he's a, he's a relatively safe pick with high upside, you know. Um, the jump shot looks good. And the Rockets, really, they, they got two pieces they're going to build around. So Christian Wood and they got Kevin Porter Jr. So since Christian Wood is there, ideally I don't think they're going to take a big guy, but I think it fits better than, it won't be that surprising because Evan Mobley would fit well alongside Christian Wood because Christian Wood was a power forward to start his career, 
probably fits better than like some teams like the Magic or even the Cavs, for example. But the Rockets, you know, they're far from contending. They're just going to take best player available, Jalen Green. No, no real surprises there. Third, we got the Cavs, and I really think the Cavs trade this pick because I really think they should get Scotty Barnes. Um, I think they couldn't get Evan Mobley or Jalen Suggs. I, I think there's a lot of talks with the Magic and the Raptors to trade for this pick. The Cavs are kind of a mess. Kevin Love is an untradeable guy. Basically, doesn't want to be there. Colin Sexton's going to be traded. I Honestly, if I were, if I was the Raptors or the Magic, I would maybe inquire about Colin Sexton in that third pick. See if you can somehow package a deal. Because that could also kind of swing them to, sh you know, draft someone else. If, if the Raptors really want Evan Mobley, or if the Magic really want Evan Mobley, I think they can kind of sway it somehow. Because the Cavs, you, you never really know. They're free market their their market like decisions are kind of questionable but honestly i think they pick up mobley but the smart thing i think they should do is trade down for scotty barnes all right the raptors they basically have the best case for making the playoffs out of all these teams in the top 10 maybe with the exception of golden state pending if clay thompson is the clay thompson we used to see I think they go, they're going to go best player available here. I really think they can trade up. They have two second round picks as well. I think they can trade up and possibly get higher with either the Rockets or the Cavs. I think that'd be smart. Scotty Barnes is also seen as maybe, you know, the best defensive player in this draft. So, I mean, Evan Mobley is a stud. I think it'd be worth it for them to trade up. But that player, that team, we don't really know. Um, Kyle Lowry might be leaving, most likely for a sign trade, considering his he needs teams need to match um, his salary, which ideally is going to be between twenty and thirty million, probably upwards of twenty five to thirty. To be honest, that's what he's going to demand, and I honestly think a team like New Orleans or a team like Clippers kind of look at him. I know he's a Philly guy, but Philly, Daryl Morey doesn't really value him like as a $30 million guy. And he is 35, but I do think he deserves every bit of that considering what a great locker room presence he is. He did lead the Raptors to a championship, so we'll see what happens there. Um, overall, they have a very young core with Siakam, Fred Van Fleet. OG, if you add center, if you add a point guard, you know, you'll be pretty set. The Magic have the 5th and 8th pick, and frankly, the Magic are also in a rebuild. I think, I think they take, like, the best player available at this point. No one's really locked and loaded in that team, to be honest. They got Wendell Carter for Vucevic. Cole Anthony looks pretty good, but I won't say there's any set players other than Jonathan Isaac in that team. And even so, if they decide to go for a long rebuild, Jonathan Isaac might be out the door as well. Scotty Barnes actually reminds me a lot of Jonathan Isaac. They both went to Florida State. Lengthy guys. But we'll see questionable jump shots. So that's really the key there. And I think with the 8th pick, 
They'd probably go James Booknight or Josh Giddy, possibly. Um, just for a shooting guard, Booknight looks like a crazy good shooter. So we'll see how he does. And then number six, we have the OKC. OKC, long rebuild. They might even trade Shea Gilgis Alexander, which I think that would not be very smart of them because he looks very, very nice, but they don't want to pay and they might just want draft picks. I, I don't understand when the <laughs> how they keep all their players because they have so many draft picks. So we'll, we'll kind of see, we'll kind of see. Um, they probably take Kaminga here or Scotty Barnes, whoever's available of the two. Really don't overthink it. They also have the 16th pick, I believe, from the Boston Celtics. Next we got the Warriors with the seventh pick and they have the 14th pick as well. Here I think they take Franz Wagner, 6'9", six, 6'8", six, small forward. It just makes sense. It's just shooting. That team revolves around shooting. Unless you're trying to find a Draymond Green replacement. I mean, it makes sense. Andrew Wiggins is not a bad player, but he's not. He's nothing more than a role player, unfortunately, for the number one pick. James Wiseman, you can't really give up on him. He's not awful, but I don't think he has the ceiling that many expect. You know, so we'll kind of see. Big men usually take a little more seasoning. Eight was the Magic. Number nine are the Kings. The Kings could go many different paths. They found a hidden gem. Well, not really hidden, but a gem of a player in Tyrese Halliburton. Fox is amazing. We're not sure what to do with Buddy Hill and Harrison Barnes, so I think small forward makes sense for them. I think Moses Moody would be really fun. Or they can go big guy. Operan Shangun is probably arguably the best offensive center in this draft. And he could play power forward if they keep Rashawn Holmes. They also have Hassan Whiteside and Marvin Bagley. But Bagley, we don't really know what's going on with him. He's just not... It's hard to find big guys that have a high motor. And I think he just doesn't have it. And he has to work really hard to get you know, back in contention with the Kings. Number 10 is where we had a trade. We got a trade from the Pelicans and Grizzlies. Honestly, I think the Pelicans did give up a lot, but they did win this trade because Jonas Valanciunas is a beast and they clear cap space in case they want to sign someone like Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, you know, or resign Lonzo Ball. That's up to them. I think Josh Giddy makes a lot of sense to Memphis. They now have Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe, which are not bad players themselves, but they don't really... Steven Adams doesn't stretch the floor. Bledsoe doesn't really stretch the floor either. He's just pretty... He's like a better Patrick Beverly. No offense to Patrick Beverly, but he is. That's all he is. He's a good defender and doesn't really do anything on offense. So, moving on, we got number 11 with Charlotte. Charlotte need a center. Do they pick a center? I don't know. But if Shangun is there, Kai Jones is there, they have to go with those guys. That just makes sense. You know, ideally, you want someone that can shoot. So neither of those guys really are amazing shooters, but it's the potential is there. And you need a lob threat, I think. Or someone to, like, bail Lonzo Lamello Ball out because he can't, you know, he's going to get double team. He's, gonna, he's a pass first guard. He's going to be figured out very quickly if you don't have something. 
you know, to change it up every now and then. And that would be just a fun team. Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, if you get, let's say, Kai Jones there. That's Lob City 2.0. be extremely fun team to watch. The Spurs. Um, the Spurs are also in an odd position. It's kind of a transition between Pop. I think Becky Hammond deserves that job whenever he retires. I think they just go for talent here. D Davion Mitchell makes a lot of sense. Jalen Johnson makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, they just really just go for talent. DeMar DeRozan's probably not back on that team. They don't really have direction. They're kind of in an awkward spot where they're borderline playoffs or not playoffs, so they never really get a good pick. And 12 is, you know, it's not bad. It's not bad, for sure. 13, we got the Pacers. The Pacers, uh, they're also kind of, like, in between. You know, they're getting contend, but they're not really contenders. They're, like, in the playoffs, but not doing much you know um i don't really know where they go core kispert could be there Uzban garuba if they like if they don't think miles turner is going to stay i think that'd be really fun with sabonis and garuba that'd be kind of opposites because um sabonis is great offensively not so great defensively garuba is great defensively not so good offense so that'd be kind of interesting to watch Golden State had the 14th, and the 15th is the Wizards. Corey Kispert makes a lot of sense. If Davion Mitchell's there, that makes a lot of sense. I think they need some senior guards to win now because Bradley Bill, he, he's going to really leave if nothing changes. So I think they need help right away. They can't just take a freshman and hope he pans out. At least I don't think so. So Kispert makes a lot of sense here if he falls to them. 16 was originally from the Celtics to OKC, but we can talk about the Celtics because the Celtics are, I don't know what they're doing. They got rid of, um, they got rid of Kemba Walker to the Thunder, which was really just a salary dump. So do they pick a point guard here? I think they should. They also got Al Horford, who's not, who's pretty good, but he's old. I think Jaden Springer makes a lot of sense here. But you never really know, considering the Celtics might just lean on Marcus Smart. Tatum, we don't really know if he's playing power forward, small forward. But it's a fun team. It's just they got to get their stuff together if they really want to contend. Because the Bucks and the Nets, they're running away. And they're not coming back. So the Heat, the Celtics, and the Raptors probably realistically are those teams that need to contend. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the Hawks. The Hawks beat the Sixers, so like they deserve a shout out as well. Um, those teams are in awkward spots because the East is favorably is becoming favored to top three teams, and gap is getting bigger and bigger. Unless that changes, I'm not really sure. So we'll see. That's all I got for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed. Also check out. George's channel. I'll send a snippet for his content below. Hope you guys enjoy. Have fun on draft night. Hope your team picks the best player. And we'll catch you later.